Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to another episode of 8 Plus One The Classroom. My name is Charles Nzali. My guest today is an award-winning podcaster, an entrepreneur, <laughs> an artist, a writer, and many, 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 many more. My guest today is Kim Nielsen. Kim Nielsen is behind the brand, Kimology. Yes. I know, I know. Someone somewhere have heard this name before. Oh, gosh. Kim, welcome to 8 Plus 1 <laughs> The Classroom. Thanks, Charles. I'm glad to be here. I'm really excited. I love when people ask me to be a part of their show. It makes me feel like I'm doing something. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You've yeah. been doing something for a while now, Kim. Don't act like we don't know I mean, you. We know you, okay? Okay. I'll we might not. We don't have access, but we know you. Okay. I like that. I don't want everybody to have access, but yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for having me. That's why you gave the base so they can be scared a little bit. Just a little bit. Hey, Just, hey. Don't cross me, okay? <laughs> All right. Okay. Kim, thank you for for coming to share the space with me. Yeah. And thank you for, you know, it's, it's a nice evening outside. You could have been somewhere it's doing Very nice. Doing anything. It's not you know, ashy cold. Nice. Okay. Yeah. It could be somewhere, <laughs> but you're here. Yeah. And I'm just going to just jump right into it with you, right? Okay. Tell me a little bit about your upbringing, mm. little Kim. <laughs> not the, you know. Okay. Were you, were you always this bubbly as a, as a kid? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm sure I was, you know what? I was very shy around other people, but with my family and friends, I was a character. But yeah, I was I was shy around a lot of people, but like I said, yeah, around my family and friends, I was a clown, very much so. But uh, I, I mean, basically, um, most people don't know this, but I was adopted when I was about a month old. Um, my family, pretty much middle, upper class. My mom was a biochemist. Um, my dad worked for the Kansas City School District. He was the president for like four years when I was in grade school. So they were definitely big on education and all that. Did well in school. Um, I, I don't know. I was, like I said, I was a character. I loved to be involved with like school programs and anything dealing with music and dance. Like I was, again, like if it was like a production or a group, it's like, okay, yeah, let's do it. But um, I was shy at the same time. It's weird. I was, yeah, I was just, I was a different kid, but yeah, that, I mean, what else do you want to know? <laughs> that's, that's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So fast forward. Mm -hmm. Why music? Oh, goodness. So when I was a kid, I, I'm, I'm an 80s baby. I was growing, uh, born in 87. And so I grew up listening to Anita Baker, you Patti did not LaBelle. You like you were born in 87. Excuse me? Yes. You did not look like you were born in 87. Yeah, you look like a 20-year-old. Well, okay. That moisturizer <laughs> and just some prayer. And yeah, just mind your own business. You know, just doesn't age you, but... Stress out. Don't stress over nothing that don't bother you, huh? I'm trying not to stress. It's hard, but yeah. I mean, I grew up listening to classical, like, timeless music. And so I just always liked to sing. My parents weren't singers, but they always listened to really good music all the time. And so I just remember, like, harmonizing with stuff. I don't even know how I could harmonize at such an early age, but... I just loved music. I loved watching music videos back in the day where it was like, well, what's that show? Video Soul and like, you know, all these like countdown yeah. shows and stuff yeah. where it was yeah. like really popular. There was no YouTube or anything. You had to like sit in front of the TV. Mm -hmm. So I just, I just always loved music. I love musicals. I just loved arts and entertainment. 
always. Okay, let's let's rewind a little bit, right? Okay. You said you were adopted, right? Yes. Does that make you feel any any lack of if if that's the if that's the right word to choose those to to I don't I don't I don't know if I have the right words to what I'm trying to explain right does making you adapt does you sorry does you being adapted yeah make you any different um I think I know what you're asking I'm gonna yeah. just say what I think you're trying to say <laughs> um you know being adopted it's like when I found out that I was adopted I was like maybe 10 and it was because me and my family were looking through photo albums. That's when people had photo albums back in the day. And I noticed that my mom was pregnant. And I'm like, oh, that's me. With, you know, I'm in your belly. And she's like, yeah, you're not in there. And she and my father um, explained, you know, what it meant to be adopted and things like that. And I was pretty satisfied after that. You know, I wasn't really like, you know, didn't think I was different per se, but... I would say when my mother passed away when I was 12, you know, there was something that kind of went off in me like, okay, life feels a little different. And, you know, years would go by and I started noticing a lot more that, yeah, I blended with my family, but it's like, where do I come from? Mm -hmm. And it's just gotten, I don't want to say it's gotten worse, but it's progressed all the way into my adulthood, you just kind of have like this identity crisis. Mm -hmm. Even though I was adopted, I was like a month old. I was very young. So I was born into a family per se, but I still feel like there's like a hole, like there's something missing from me. I don't know. It's kind of hard to like everyone, like you're, if you, I don't, you're not adopted, right? Yeah. So it's like, I don't know if there's a difference mm-hmm. from just being born into your family and you look like your dad, you look like your mom, you look like your siblings or something. Like there's something that connects you. Um, I don't know if there's a difference between someone not being adopted. Cause I, I've, again, I've, I had a normal childhood. Like it wasn't anything different from anyone else's, but I don't know. I just still feel like there's this separation. There's this missing piece of my life. Yeah. The reason I I asked that question is, right, so my parents raised my cousin. Mm -hmm. So they pretty much adapted my cousin, right? Yeah. So growing up, he had that quest for to search for where I am from. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I know it is that my parents did great things for him, right? Mm-hmm. But that void was was just there. Yeah. And I remember at one point he had to go see meet his parents, and their family they like he's our cousin. Yeah. But they lived in another country in Africa. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I went when I in Africa we have what they call a car park. Mm-hmm. It's like you go there to catch a bus to take you to wherever you're going to. Right, right. When we get there, before he get in the in the, in the van, mm-hmm. he just started crying, like really, really, like crying really bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I remember I was still standing there crying with him. Oh, wow. And I remember that that memory is always with me, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I kind of get that void, trying to search for that void and say, hey, where am I from? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, I, but it, they were very good parents to you. Yeah. And they did a great job. Look how you turn out. Oh, you know. Fly. <laughs> Fly. I turned out okay, right? One a little bit. The, if we have a smiling competition in Kansas City, you stand a huge chance. Well, I do what I can. <laughs> you stand you a know? huge chance, you know. Just a sweet human being. You Thank know? you. And that's beautiful. And so now let's get back to, okay. music, to music, right? Yes. So the music videos, the Anita Bakers, mm-hmm. the people who can actually sing. Okay. This is pre. 
This is pre auto tune. This is pre all these. You had to sing. You had to be flat footed and sing on the stage. Yes. So that is where you drew your source of source of motivation from, source of like inspiration from that. Um, it's like, I've always loved to like, so music was kind of like the conduit to like actually being in front of people. Um, I, again, I was shy. So I was singing with my cousins. Like, you know, we'd be in each other's room playing Barbies and we would try to like sing a commercial or something, but I don't know. It's, it's weird because when I was a kid, I remember like if we had like a school program, I would practice the song and I would picture people in the audience, but it was like this bigger audience. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, it was like a vision that just kind of stuck with me. So I don't know, like music was, I don't know, it just kind of led into me actually like going into, what do I want to say? having a talk show, you know, further down in my life. Cause even from music as a kid, like I remember, oh God, you remember the talk boy on um, Home Alone? Like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, I had one of those. And I pretended to be the Jackson five and I would like sing on there and then I would interview them. So I'm the interviewer and I'm Michael Jackson. And, <laughs> um, just like even with like our family video recorder, like I would interview my family. I would pretend like I was Oprah and my aunt would be Miss America or somebody. So I'm like on camera interviewing these people. I'm only like eight years old. So you're Janet's little sister. <laughs> yes, I am. I am. So I think I answered your question. I don't know if I really did. But yeah, you did. Music, yeah. It, it's always been very important to me just throughout my life. Um, I don't want to skip ahead, but just know like when I was a kid, I just loved music. music. I was in programs. Um, I was in choirs and things like that in high school, did some solos and things. So I like music, but I feel like having that courage to get in front of people, it has trained me to actually like have a show or like prepare it for, you know, do you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I hope I'm yeah. making sense. Now you're making sense. You're okay. making sense. So usually in life, right? Life is very progressive. Yes. That's just what life is, right? Mm -hmm. So we all born and then you're one year, a year old, two years, mm -hmm. three years, four years, right? Mm -hmm. So usually... By the higher spectrum of things, right? Mm -hmm. Life tends to have a progress. So whatever you are doing now tends to prepare you for what's next. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why it's very dangerous to be at a stage where you're doing nothing. Yeah. Because it's not molding you for what's ahead, right? Mm -hmm. So the music and the being in front of people mm -hmm. singing in front of an audience, right, mm -hmm. molded you to what we all know and grow to love as chemology, which is the soul. Yeah. That's exactly what you're saying. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I got from it. And that's what everybody else is going to get from it. Okay. And that's a perfect segue into chemology, right? Yes. You own a show. I wouldn't call it a podcast because I think it's kind of not... I'm a podcaster. And people yes. will tell me that my platform is not a show is bigger than a, a, a podcast but i still stick to the podcast guns because that's what i i represent right yeah 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 we are from a podcast we we do what we call a run and go shooting right a podcast is just something it's something that you can put together on the fly yeah and keep it moving right mm -hmm. you have a show an award-winning show right mm -hmm. what's what how did that start it? Because we already know the music inspired it, but what's the kickstart? Oh, God. I think where I was trying to go with the music and everything, I felt like 
you know, even from, if I can rewind just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so just out throughout my 20s, I was singing background vocals for people. I was a part of a group um, called My Brothers and Sisters. Um, I sung backgrounds for Lee Langston. He's a really amazing singer uh, that's from here. Um, it was called Langston and Prototype. And then I was in a band called The Fantastics, which I'm actually still in. It's kind of like Flow a Tree, but with a, a woman and a man. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I've just always done something with music and I was always singing. If I wasn't in front, I was in the back. I was over the music ministry at my church. So I'm leading worship there and everything. But I just felt like God wanted me to use my voice for something else. It wasn't just to sing. And so, I don't know. I just had this itch of, I really want to have a show that is helping people. Like we're talking about something. I'm talking about something that can really help people along their journey of life. Not saying that I'm just full of wisdom, but... At the same time, I feel like whatever situations we go through, it's not just for ourselves, it's for somebody else. Mm -hmm. So me and my friend Zach, um, we started a podcast called Sicker Than Your Average. It's from the Biggie song. I think it's Hypnotize. It's my jam. And um, we, it was just basically a show where it's like a, a female and a male perspective on different topics and things. And it was it was actually doing uh, pretty good. And this was at the time, I want to say it was like 2016, 17. Nobody was really podcasting. If you were, mm-hmm. nobody knew what it was. Like I would share it with people and they're like, well, how do I watch it? I'm like, it's it's just audio. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't watch it. But then we parted ways because he was about to move to Atlanta and all this. And so I said, okay, let me just try it by myself. And... So I produced it and did all this stuff and was talking about hot te- hot topics and things like that. And it got to the point where people were like, we want to see your face because you are so animated. And I said, okay, if I make it a visual show, if I step away from podcasting, what can I do? What am I supposed to talk about? And I was like, well, I feel like there's not enough platforms for black artists here. And I know that from just being in bands and knowing friends who are artists as well. So I was like, well, let me just interview artists and have them perform and just get to know them outside of their music and promoting their music as well. So that's where Chemology started. It was 2020 in the summertime. So yeah, here I am. So (laughs) you have a very, a very beautiful show, right? Thank you. And uh, I first knew of Chemology from the Kansas City People's Choice Awards. Oh right? my God! So yeah. last year, I friends of mine, mm-hmm. Teddy, mm-hmm. told me about the show the year before. That's when I just started podcasting, right? Okay, yeah. And I was like, no, I don't think, I don't think I'm ready for any of that stuff, right? Uh-huh. So last year, we submitted votes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And we didn't even make the first round. It's okay. Very okay. Yeah. <laughs> super okay. Super, I didn't su- make it the first round in 2020. So Super okay. Yeah. It's, it's, actually, it's actually very, very okay mm-hmm. in the sense where it just reminded me that you still got work to do. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But I was actually paying a lot of attention on, I'm not interested in anything else. I just want to know who are these people. Yeah. So the first list came out. Uh-huh. And I went through that. I screenshotted the thing. Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went through everybody's. If you make that list... Yeah. yeah, I was on your podcast checking. Okay. Some, I'm like, God damn, hell no, ain't no way. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Some of them I was like, ain't no way. And some of them I was like, oh, I see why. Yeah, yeah. But so I was watching and watching. And the first episode I run up on, on you is you and Effie. Yeah. And I was like, damn, I love this. I love this energy, right? Thank you. So I just started 
binge watching here and there. I would just check on it here and there. Yay! I'll just check on it. I'll see people on there like, wow, okay, this is beautiful, this is dope. I'll look at some of the episodes, I'm like, this is dope. And then I run into, recently I run into an episode, and you can barely talk. And you ain't there. <laughs> All right, you don't have to. <laughs> You don't have to bring that up, okay? And then I was like, this is the definition of I am not stopping. No, you can't stop. When you have people scheduled and, yeah, I had to keep going. I was like, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> what? Yes. Oh, come on. I was like, this is the definition of I am not Stopping. Yeah, we're not canceling that. We're talking about <laughs> talking, and my voice is out, which is what we used to talk. Yeah. And it, you still, you have like, I think three episodes that yeah, day. Yeah, three, yeah. And I was like, what? And I sit here and sit in this house. <laughs> <laughs> and kick my feet up, talking about Charles. people don't want to come to my thing. You got to create the environment. And, man, <laughs> I... No, you don't, I don't think, I don't think, you were laughing at it, right? Yes. But that speak, that's sort of character. That is resilience. Really? Yeah, that is, we are not about to do this. I, I was just so skeptical about even, first of all, I was so mad internally. I'm like, because I had my house warming the day before. You know, I told you I'm loud. And you've seen clips on Facebook probably of me just acting a fool. So I was with my friends and family. We were singing, doing karaoke. And then the next day, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I couldn't cancel because getting artists together on in one day, and not to mention like the musicians and the videographers, like I could not cancel. Now you're preaching to the choir when it comes to getting people Oh. Together, I know that. And you see, I'm not, I'm not a cool <laughs> Kansas City kid. Okay, not yet though. I'm the African guy with an All accent. Right. <laughs> with an accent, you stick out. Who is interviewing Johnny from this block? Cut it Come out. On. You had Tahira, who's amazing. She's an amazing artist. It was a good episode. Yeah, it I really got Joe. Yeah, on the show. I have I have people I have some big guns on my on my platform. <laughs> but it's Joe Tahira Teddy Teddy that's Kansas City. Yeah. Lene, all those people are Kansas City, yeah. but I'm not No, it's not the same. King, listen. No. Child. Don't sit here and try to be humble and act like we don't we don't really understand what we know. This is Kim. This is big. This one is also one of them ones. You know what I mean? And I have a few one recently where I'm like, okay, now I can flex. Now I need to start Listen. flexing the muscles a little bit. But however, we, we're talking about chemology here, right? Mm -hmm. It's not about eight plus one. It's about you. This is your flowers. You know what I mean? Okay. Your show won an award. How did that, how does that feel? Okay, so during the pandemic, uh, the beginning of it, January uh, January 25th, 2020, I debuted my first stage play. I've never wrote a stage play in my whole life. And it was dope. It was called Love Is Not A Feeling, It's A Choice. That is a long title, and I really want to change it because I don't even like it. But it was an all-black cast. Um, some artists here... Uh, that are from Kansas City, they were in the play as well. They were performing. It was dope. Joe Black was uh, the host of it as well. It was just, it was a great experience. Um, it was something I've never, ever done in my life. And it was a great accomplishment. And then people were like, well, we want to see it again. Will you, you know, redo it? I'm like, no, because everybody did this for free. So, yeah, you can't, you know, you can't just keep tugging on people and asking them to keep doing something yeah, for free. Yeah, you can. What? That's why they're your friends. What do you think this friendship is for? Or just to call me on the phone and but no, no, no. I need you to. I need you to pull up. <sighs> Charles. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, well, yeah, yeah. I didn't like that. I didn't want to utilize my friends like that. Even though, of course, everybody is showing off their talent. I was still like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. But um, I ended up writing 
a short film called Good Intentions, all black cast again. And some of the characters were characters that I actually used in my stage play. And it was silent. Did I say that? Yeah, it's a silent film. And it was dope. I, I just kind of wanted to step into film. Mm -hmm. And then with the Chemology show, I had taken a break from the podcast um, to write the stage play and all that. And I was like, okay, let me do let me do this show. And I asked some friends, like, would y'all watch it if I, if I was on camera? They were like, of course, yeah, do it. And so I brought on artists because I needed a theme to the show. At first, I was just going to talk about different topics, but talking to the camera by myself, let alone when I was podcasting and it was just me, I just felt so weird. Mm -hmm. It was just, it just felt lonely. Mm -hmm. So I centered the show around showing support, giving support and giving flowers to artists here that I think are just amazing. Mm -hmm. And so I did that for a year straight. I said, okay, Kim, don't let this fall by the wayside. You better stay consistent. Do this for a year straight. And I promise you, like that year when I first started, I think I caught the tail end of trying to get voted for best podcast. And this was before I actually um, started doing the YouTube show. So I'm mm. submitting nominations for my podcast that's actually on Spotify and all that. Mm -hmm. It didn't make it because I really wasn't utilizing it but with this youtube show i said okay because i didn't make it i'm gonna do this for a year like that drove me like i i'm very competitive sometimes so i'm like i i'm gonna get me an award next year i wrote down my goals and i'm like i'm going to win next year i i ain't gonna lie i think i manifested it i was manifesting a lot of cool stuff in 2021 and i won and it was first of all they called my category at the very end of the show. So I'm sitting through the whole award show, sweating <laughs> and scared. But the cool thing is like everybody on my row, um, there was Sam Lockridge, he he got best educator. My friend, Lee, uh, not Lee, Langston Jones got best stylist and then I won. So we basically won in order. So it was just, it was aligned so well and I just, it felt amazing. I was so proud of myself for being so consistent because sometimes we do stuff and we do it as a trend. And sometimes we don't realize that it's really something that we desire until we show like consistency and nobody's forcing us to do it. I mean, I told you before we started recording, like I was recording on my phone. So I'm having Effie, Kim Keys, um, who else? Max uh, Infinity, Mac Infinity on the show. And I'm like, hey, I record from my phone. So don't, don't. And they're like, no, it's fine. It's, they were totally fine with it, which was like, this is kind of ghetto, but okay. And so it was a very proud moment. And with that, I felt like I could do anything. So, yeah. That's beautiful. Anyway, congratulations on, on, on that. Of course, from in Kansas City, that's a big thing. Is it? Yeah, that's our Grammys. I'll take that. All right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. People are fly. People are just man. I I didn't. I've never been, but this year I want to go. I just want to go. Yeah. And just watch. People are just fly. Yeah. It's Pe expensive. It's cool. No, it ain't. <laughs> it's no, cool. it's not. And then being nominated again last year. Um, in two categories, and then I was asked to host the red carpet. Um, yeah, I seen that too. Yeah, that it was, was gonna, dope. That was going to be my next segue. Okay, well, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to no, say that. That was going to be my next segue. <laughs> you, you actually hosted the red carpet mm -hmm. last year, mm -hmm. and boy, I watched that thing. I died laughing. <laughs> Why, Charles? Because you were just laughing the whole time you had the mic. You were just. Dying of laughter. Yeah. yeah. Is are you always just happy? I try to be. No, I'm, I mean I'm not. But around people, I try to be. You know. Yeah. I just like to make people feel better. You know, than when they came. 
I want them to walk away feeling like, okay, I can, I can live another day or <laughs> I can make it, you know, I'll be okay. So yeah, it was fun that I didn't even care about winning last year. Cause once you win, it's like, okay, I'm good. You know, that's fine. So I really wanted to focus my attention on the red carpet and Charles people were pissed when we had to shut it down. There was a huge line. Oh, they wanna. They were. They wanna come holler at you. That's were, what I'm saying. Yeah, and it just. I mean, I I took it seriously because it's the red carpet for a show. It was just like the Grammys, Bro, that's Oscars, the Grammys for people. Imagine they, people at the Grammys and all of a sudden you're like, oh, uh, Chris Brown, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is their moment. You know what I mean? That yeah. is a moment for people to come in and. They didn't put all that outfit together for okay. for nothing. You know what I mean? People buying a whole new suit together. People putting the outfit Charles, together months ahead. That that dress I wore, every dress I wore, were it was like eight hundred dollars. And you probably ain't gonna wear it again. I'm not, and I have not. Yeah, and my the, feet were on fire. That's the problem, though. That's yeah. the thing with what we do is wardrobe. Yeah, you got you got to be fly. You can't be half stepping. The other day, I wore a jacket on the show for the second time. Mm-hmm. I wore it before on the show, and I wore it again, mm-hmm. and I felt like. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you feel? Like? I, I just felt like a bum. No, you know what I, mean? I just felt like damn. I, why am I wearing this thing again? I was like, you know, I wait. It but it just did not. The whole time I'm sitting here feeling, I'm like, man, I know they'll look at this. Like, oh, he wore a, this jacket before. I so, you know what? No. I, I, oh, I, was, I don't know what to say. I'm speechless because I made an effort to, with my show, I try to wear like black owned businesses or, you know, try to switch it up every time. So I get it. But there were times where I forgot to put on mascara nah, nah. and I just looked. I didn't look my best or, you know, I I recorded three episodes in one day. So I was like, oh, should I change my hoodie to another one? Like, no, ain't nobody care about that. They really yeah. don't. Yeah, but they knew. If you look at the episode, right, that episode, <laughs> you know it was shot in the same day. So you could give that a pass. Okay, maybe you're right. Yeah. But <laughs> it's like watching one episode that's already out seven months ago and you... Watch another episode, and Charles. here comes the hoodie again. We'll, we'll be like, can we see that hoodie? People, people are going to pick it up. I'm telling you. Some people may, but you can't let that. Nah. My, the wife just told me today, are you, are you going to buy an outfit every time you have an episode? <laughs> yeah. It, it's like at, at least a shirt, yeah. Yeah. The shirts, I was going to say, at least a shirt. No, the t-shirts, yeah, hell yeah. Don't yeah. worry, I go to Burlington, $7.99. Okay, come on. <laughs> $7.99. You know, TJ Maxx. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Marshalls. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, I think if you just change your shirt, you'll be fine. Yeah. But you can't, you yeah. know. But you know, uh, I'm gonna play a game with you here, right? What? Okay, yeah. I'm nervous. I'm gonna call names, right? Okay. When I when I call a name, you tell me the force thing that came out of your mind, right? One word, two word type of thing, right? Okay. Oh, so God. the first person is going to be the baddest person in Kansas City. Tell your highness. Oh, my God. An entertainer. An entertainer. Yeah. Is that all you want me to say? Do you yeah. Because I can go on about her. We can sit here and go the whole oh, okay, day. Okay, okay. Right. She know we love her, right? She, uh, she just, she's a great entertainer. I love her showmanship. She's just amazing. Yeah, that's that. In her tone? That's that foreign stuff. <laughs> you know what's amazing. beautiful about her? You talk to her, right? And you're talking about America, right? Mm-hmm. And she hits you with the American accent. But as soon as you hit Barbados, oh, I love the it. accent switches. I love it! Give us <laughs> the accent. I love when <laughs> it slips out. I yeah. love it. The accent switches out to Barbados real oh, quick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Joe Black. Joe Black is multi talented. Multi talented. Yeah, he can sing, he can produce. Quace Bisley. Who? Quace. 
Quez? Oh, loud. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> That's my brother. Quez, I would say the maestro. Industrious. I want to interview him so bad. I'm sure he would be more than happy to come on your show. You just got to ask, Charles. Quit playing with me. I asked. I did. I did ask. You did? did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did he say? He didn't say much yet. He's probably still thinking about it. I did ask. What is there to think about? Just get on the show. I just... If somebody asks me to be on this show, I'm coming. Depends now. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming. Okay. Yeah. Quez is, he's, he's maestro. He's the maestro. He's just gets people on their feet, has really great energy. Cartoon Rashad. <sighs> kind hearted. He's a really nice person. Some of these, you know, sometimes artists can just. Be one way on stage, like you said earlier, like one way on Instagram. And then in real life, you're like, well, who are you, ma'am, sir? But Carlton is very kind. He sent me a very sweet message the other day. So, yeah. I like the way you were loving on him on your show. God damn. <laughs> that's Flowers 101. Oh, boy. I, that's told, I, told, I, I was watching that. I was like, I was like, yes, that's how. You make somebody feel yeah. special. That's yeah. how you do it. You tell them that, yo, this is dope. Like yeah. you, oh man, I like that. I like that. I yeah. that is big. I I I was so happy. I was so happy for him. Yeah. I even had to go check out his music. I like, Damn, he's and it's great. Bro. I told you I don't him? I don't allow people, I don't say allow. I don't like interviewing guests that I'm not a personal fan of. I just it comes off very fake on camera. Yeah. I have to have you in my playlist. Effie. Oh my God. Ugh. I can't think of a word. Effie, Effie. Um oh, she's mellow. Mellow. Yeah. She's very chill. Like I've never heard her yell. <laughs> I'm sure she's heard me yell and be loud so many times, but she's she's very mellow, but in a in like a way where it's like, I want to get to know her. What does she do? She's really dope. I like her hair. I like her clothes. And her music. Oh my God. So Okay, so I wanna take this segue here, right? Okay. And give big ups to someone, right? Mm-hmm. I wanna big up Crystal. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crystal at District yeah. KC, right? Hi, Crystal. I just want to say thank you to Crystal. Mm-hmm. Crystal is, is like a diamond that's in the rough, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That you have to kind of get stuff out of the way mm-hmm. and get to it. And once you get to it, you figure out how precious. Crystal is... It's amazing, though. Yeah. Yo, yeah, yeah. Every time I try, I had contact with her in trying to get someone on the platform, right? Mm-hmm. She has been very courteous, very sweet, very, very helpful. Yeah. I love Crystal. I, I don't get to talk to her much or even highlight her much, but that's somebody in Kansas City that, Man, if we have just two more of our type, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who would be dope, man? She is a true and true A and R. That's a star right there. She's great. Yeah. That's a star right there. See, the fact that she even sent your mentioned your name in that post. Yeah. Yeah. And that was just last week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and anybody any other person could have mentioned your name, you might have has be hesitant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And p- people like that is the reason why I love what I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just want to take this opportunity to say thank you from my own side mm-hmm. to just give her that respect and give yeah. her that flowers and just let her know that I appreciate her a lot. Yes. She's wonderful. I appreciate her too for showing love and this is not the first time where she has mentioned me to a podcast show. 
Um, so she's yeah, she's amazing. I remember one time and she told me she said, Charles, you're really good at what you do. Mm-hmm. And that stuck. Yeah. Every time I, I just keep remembering that in my head that two people do that a lot. Her and a lady named Lene, Lene Gray. I don't know if you know Lene. I may know her face, maybe. Lene yeah. does that a lot too. She just Yeah. Reminds me all the time. I think you're really good at what you do. I think you should you should keep doing it and yeah. that's that's dope, you know. So enough of the crystal <laughs> crystal emotions, you know, we 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 we're tough. We don't really catch emotions like that, you know. Oh, like, I I catch them all the time. Can, you need to hit them with the bass like you did earlier. <laughs> hit them with the bass like you did earlier. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so let's get into a little deeper, right? Yes. Let's get into deep stuff. Okay. If you have the ability to manipulate time, if you wake up tomorrow with some type of superpower. Mm-hmm. That allows you to manipulate time, right? Mm-hmm. And you can reverse time. Mm-hmm. What are you going to reverse time exactly to, right? Either to correct the situation, either to improve a situation, either to take a different trajectory of life. Mm-hmm. What would that be and why? Mm-hmm. Um. Can I give two answers? Is that cool? I would go back to when I was 11. Uh, I So you're asking if I could reverse time, when would I go, where would I go back to? Where would I go back to? And what would you go back there to do? You want me to give you like an example? No, I because I have two answers. Yeah, you, you could give about five. Okay. <laughs> I would definitely go back to just my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, just because that's when my mom was here. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I would be a kid, so I don't know how how I could spend any more time with my mom. Because I mean I spend a lot of time with her anyway, but I say you have the ability to give a life and all of that. Like you have like some superpowers. You just have a superpower. You can reverse time and you can fix stuff. Yeah, I would want her to, I would basically, I would have it that she's here with me still. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would go back to when I was in college um, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I went to college. And so I would definitely, I would have definitely like, just, just did it a whole nother way. I would have explored my resources. I would have really just gone hard in regards to like media and journalism and things like that. Like I would have really set a plan for myself. So, um, I can't think of another time. That's, I mean, <laughs> those two are good enough. Okay. Those two are good enough. And uh, so. Oh, I would. I don't know. This is weird. This is a crazy question, Charles. I don't yeah. appreciate this. <laughs> I would like want to meet my parents. Like, I'd. Oh, like, it's like I would want to make it so I could stay with them and I wouldn't have been adopted. But then again, if I do that, then I wouldn't have met. You wouldn't have this. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I don't know if things would have played out the same way. So. It's a bunch of what ifs. I know. But have you at least met your parents before? No. I actually would like to. Yeah. I'm um, about to start that journey soon. But. I'm in therapy just because I feel like I need therapy. I've been in, in therapy for like a year. Um, I, I need some preparation mentally before or during the process of that because I don't know how I'm going to react. That's classic. Yeah. That's, that's, that shows how much class you have. Cause Thank you. I asked somebody that on the show. Uh-huh. And they started listing how many boyfriends they would have avoided. How many <laughs> that too, Charles. <laughs> Huh? No, they're right. They're right. 
<laughs> I would have, ooh, Charles, ooh, I would have cussed some people out. I would have been like, oh, you're not for me. Bye. I wouldn't have wasted time. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I would have probably moved away. I would, ooh, I would have, yeah. Yeah, this person just went off. I had to when I was editing the interview, I had to take that. He was she was she was calling names. Yeah. I'm telling you. Name them. Name and and throwing at wars. Oh my God. Yeah. She went in. I was like I need to I see that. To, Is that on YouTube? <laughs> no, nah, I had to Dang, I, Charles. I, I, I took that out. I no, that out. that's what we need to see. No, nah, I took that out. I took that out. You know what? That. It was just send me the too. footage. Let me just wait. <laughs> <laughs> you watch it. Took that out. Yeah, I took that out. Uh, so, Kim, you know, uh, people like you, right? Mm-hmm. I admire people like you who have who are very industrious, right? Mm-hmm. We have Kim, the host of Kimology. Mm-hmm. We have Kim, the musician. Mm-hmm. We have Kim, the writer. Mm-hmm. We have Kim, the beautiful young lady. Thank you. And we have Kim, the human. Yes. And Kim, this Kim, and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. How were you able to do all of these things? How are you able to juggle all of these things? And then you were successful at some of these things. Really successful. Some of these things, yeah. I don't have any money though. Yeah, but success does not quantify. Money does not quantify success. It needs to though, right now, because I got bills. So, but yeah. no, yeah, yeah, I I agree. But you're asking me how do I juggle? How do you juggle all of these? Oh, I don't know. I I just do it. Um, I. Uh, I am an overthinker when it comes to my brand because I always want to put out my best. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just a silly video, like I'm like, oh, it has to be the right lighting. It has to be this, it has to be that. Mm-hmm. So I'm very, I've always been very particular, but I don't know. Like I just, I'm learning to get away from overthinking and I'm learning to just do um, I, I mean, with chemology, there is some planning, but with other things, I don't know. I don't know how to answer your. I can't answer that. I don't know how. Jesus, you just do it. <laughs> I just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. How much? How much preparation goes into into your show? I want to highlight your show here, right? Because mm-hmm. it's a platform that is given, like you said earlier, is given artists. An opportunity to come in and share what they have going on. Yeah, it's an opportunity for people to come in and and kind of share another side of them mm-hmm. that usually mm-hmm. people don't see, right? Yeah. So, yeah. how much preparation goes into the day-to-day shooting of the show? Um, luckily, I haven't had a lot of issues with scheduling. Mm-hmm. Um, people are pretty quick when it comes to responding to me um so that's i mean i've had small small issues here and there but nothing major um i initially when i started i would basically just call someone or reach out to them via facebook and like just ask hey would you like to be on my show i would love to have you and uh set up a time and they'd come over and i set up my phone and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was it. And I would edit it and I would post it the next week. Um, now I have a team. Shout out to Darren. Um, he has done the last three episodes with Rob Lowe, the star, Carlton Rashad and Quiz. Um, it's a little bit harder when there's a camera guy. And that's frustrating because there's so many moving parts and there's so many people to deal with. I had the band. Had to make sure I had piano player, drummer, uh, yeah, because that's all I had. I had a drummer and a piano player, a pianist, um, and then the artist. And 
yeah, it was, <laughs> it's, I, yeah, I, <sighs> when I was just doing it by myself, it was a lot easier. Now, the quality is great, but. The politics. It, the. The politics, the arrangement. Just, the, yeah. The, all of that stuff. I know exactly what you're talking about, right? Yeah. That's why I roll. When I have to do a podcast, I'm bringing my cameras, all my equipment. I come an hour early, set it up before my guest comes on and have everything ready, lighting, yeah. stuff. When they come, I just have to do the bare minimum, make sure the right lighting is okay with their tone, the skin tones, everything exactly. is fine. And, and keep it moving. But sometimes when you have to walk with other people and have to rely on them to do things, people showing up a little later than they usual, you know what I mean? You people, yeah. And the, and I'll just be honest, um, with those episodes that I just posted, um, my videographer, Darren, had an, uh, an apprentice with him. And some of the, <laughs> I guess it wasn't on the same settings as all cameras. Like, the cameras weren't on the same settings. So if you notice, my side is a bit brighter, whereas the guest side is warmer, which is what I wanted. I wanted a warmer look. Because, you know, we're black people. We're on mm -hmm. camera. And not only that, so I set up this area in one of my guest bedrooms. And so the cameras are all set up just like it is right now, three cameras. And they went to the front room and we were mic'd up and all that. But the apprentice did not turn off something to where the sound would pick up. Oh, man. So Darren had sent me the footage of Robo the Star and I could literally hear people laughing in the front room and I was livid. I know it's difficult for you. Sometimes it's challenging just to set up everything and do everything by yourself, but I would rather do that and something goes wrong and it's on me versus somebody working with me and by the time they give me the footage, like there's laughter <laughs> in the footage because I always, it's just me and the guest. There's no other people. So this was my first, this was my second time having a videographer record but I oh I was and he apologized because you know this was an apprentice somebody he was yeah, bringing on yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know I knew it wasn't anything malicious but when I tell you even with me right the other day I had a, a guest come in mm -hmm. and I set up to use couches I have the order boom mm -hmm. mics mm -hmm. I set one of the mic up I go to set the other mic up, mm -hmm. and the mic broke. The, the stand just went back. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. And it's literally 15 minutes before the guest shows up. That's why I carried these. Yeah. So now I had to change the whole setup and yep. use this table. Yeah. Yep. But when you walk with these things, something always happens. Something always tends yeah. to go wrong. But if you have... That's why people look at my my videos and think that I just wanted I went black and white. Out I of, liked it out of style. No, nah, no, nah, that's not what happened. Ooh. When I first started, I had three different cameras mm -hmm. with three different settings, three mm -hmm. different. They were all Canons, but they were very different cameras. Yeah. So for them to have the same setting, they couldn't. I couldn't have the same setting. Yeah. So the one footage will be a little more. The color grading will be different. Yeah. Oh. The, if you look at my early videos, you will see that. Okay. Okay. So, in order to mitigate that, I interviewed Lene, who is a mixed person, mm -hmm. and it gave her skin a really, really yellow. Like she was, when I say yellow, yeah, she was yellow, yellow. <laughs> yeah. So in production, I tried everything I could. Yeah. I started adding white balance, started re reducing saturation. I did everything I could do, Ooh. whatever color grading I do, still. Yeah. Every time I successfully reduced her yellow, mm -hmm. I get really dark. Mm-hmm. So to cut all of that Black stuff, I just accidentally pressed the saturation all the way down and it went black and white. 
and it just looked so beautiful. I was like, oh. I was gonna say that should be your thing. I thought that was your thing. And I, I really was, like it. I was just like, oh, this. No, for real, because this is. And it just became a thing until recently. I posted one interview that is colored. Okay. Because I, I love the the pink and the flowers that were in the background. Yeah. And then I posted that one colored. Yeah. Because, but the inf- the thing on that, the message on that interview was, ooh, the interview was really, it was, mm-hmm. it was really coming from, the information was coming from a really dark place. Yeah. I, I, that's the most struggle I ever had. Yeah. Editing an interview, simply because when I'm in a, editing these interviews, the, I have headphones on. I'm a human being, you know? Yeah. I'm, these things are replaying on, in my mind, the whole, however hours I sit there cutting videos and editing. So it gets dark, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I was just like, this is so dark. Let me leave this in, in, in bring color. Bring some brightness, yeah. Yeah, and bring some brightness in it. But sometimes I just I just want to leave it out to leave, to leave the character. But... Because of that, people have attached my thing to black and white. I love it. I when I saw that, I was like, "This is a serious podcast." I don't know. It just brought something very intimate, Mm -hmm. you know. And I I liked it. I said, "This is." I don't see nobody else doing a podcast in black and white, so I that caught my attention. So it's 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 beautiful, (laughs) but you know, sooner or later, you you'll get there. You'll get. You'll get a team, and the team will do. Because your thing is a whole, it's not just like a run and shoot, like I told you. Yeah. You need a, somebody with a piano here. Okay. You need a vocalist here. You need somebody. Production. production. You need somebody setting up these things. And it's almost like a tiny desk brought into. That's what I wanted. It's almost like bringing a tiny desk into uh into a Jennifer Hudson show. Yes. You know what I mean? So, I was going for Tiny Desk for the performances. That's crazy that you said that. So, yes. Yeah. So, it's more, we have more pieces. Yeah. More moving pieces. But it's, it's, I like it. Thank you. I like Thank when I was watching it and then halfway through, and then I saw another video mm-hmm. of somebody, you know how when you're watching YouTube and you minimize and then you, you scroll and then I seen another video. Yeah. Of somebody singing, I I I just clicked on the thing. I forgot about the thing. And yeah. I went on the, and the and the thing. I was like, oh, yeah. This is a whole thing going on. Yeah. yeah. What do you see that like three years from now? Where do you see that? Oh gosh, I really I would love to have my own show, like as far as like on TV or like online that people just watch like it reaches the masses like I want to really graduate to um interviewing people that I love like Anita Baker like New Edition um Issa Rae Kev on stage like I really that's what I really want I really want to have my own show and ultimately have my own network that's dope that's beautiful and I have one last request before we close can I come on the show? I can't. I can't do music though. <laughs> well, can I please, please come on the show, please? Yes, yes. I would love to. I, I, I have had people reach out to me and want me on their on their platforms. Uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> and I, I told you, people invite themselves on my show a lot. And I act like the way people ignore me on in my in, See, in their DMs. That's, that's <laughs> just karma. <laughs> That karma, Charles. That's how. That's okay. how, honey. That's how. Shame, Charles. <laughs> that how, explains it. Nah, nah, nah. Some of these people, Kim. <laughs> some of these people, Kim. Some yeah. of these people. First of all, you cannot be doing a video podcast on some type of techno Samsung phone. That you know what I mean. The thing looks blurry, and you know yeah. what I mean. Some Android. Chinese Android. Oh, not an Android. Yeah, the, the audio is quick. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, looks like public you, access. Yeah, you TV. want me to come in there and I'm not coming nah, in there. I'm cool, man. I'm no. cool, and that's I'm okay. Cool. But yes, I I would love to have you on my show. <laughs> <laughs> 
Charles. Uh-uh. Mama, we made it. Mama, we made it. Oh, my God. Mama, we made it. Yes. You know what, Kim? Yes. Thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate you. I do. I really do. Thank People you. like you who uh, took some time out of your time. And this is what I call the teacherless classroom, right? Mm-hmm. We come here and sit down and, and discuss things that some of the information that you shared today, right? Mm-hmm. No classroom has prepared you for that. You did not go to no teacher to prepare you for none of these life experiences that you face. Yeah. No teacher told you down and said, hey, let me teach you how to write a film. Let me teach you how to write this thing together. You are not the bougie kid that graduated from UCLA with a <laughs> film degree, you know, or with a writing degree or yeah. something. You learn this as you as you grow, right? Mm-hmm. And you tapped into a, a creative side of you that allowed you to put in content that people relate to to the point that we're, hey, bring this back. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So people like you, with all of that, wanting to come and sit down with me and just have a conversation, Mm -hmm. it makes me, it makes me just, it validates what I am doing, right? Because I started this to create a platform where international students can actually understand what it is to be in America. But some of this stuff I'm going to leave out to when you bring me to your soul. Okay. <laughs> so I can actually, you know what I mean? Yeah. So this took its own life. It became a safe space for people. Yeah. I've had to cry with people here. Yeah. I've had to leave, stop interviews and cry myself. And people, baby... What's her name? Uh, Envy and Pain. Sounds. Oh, the poet. poet. Yes. Uh huh. She just made me. I interviewed her the, about two weeks ago. I need to watch that one. Yeah. I just cried the whole, like, halfway through the interview. I just yeah. was sitting there. I was the same as hell. I was just <laughs> sobbing, crying. And yeah. she goes, You okay? And I was like, Yeah, I'm okay. And I had to get up and wipe my tears, you know, yeah. and come back. Try to play like I was, you know, sneezing. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I come here and go through these emotions with people. Right? Yeah. And I'm just grateful. Like, this is, I'm grateful. People yeah. like Joe Black mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. saying, hey, come, okay, come to the studio. And I did an interview in the studio. Yeah. And I sat in my car driving back and I just, I just cried. Yeah. Tahira. I cried the whole. I told her I was gonna cry, and she thought I was playing. Like I, I'm a, I love, I like. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a crier too. It's okay. And I just cried the whole ride home. You know what I mean? Like I'm not a kid that grew up in Gambia, man. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In Africa, dude. Yeah. Gambia. I grew up poor. My parents were teachers. The teachers are the least paid people in Africa, <laughs> and that is a problem. And I grew up in that. Yeah. In a place where it's prostitution, drugs. It's like my neighborhood is lit. My neighborhood is the, I grew up in the ghetto ghetto. Yeah. We yeah. were five and six and seven and you wake up in the morning, you see condoms, used condoms, just a plethora just everywhere from the prostitutes. They don't even yeah. discard those things. Everywhere. I grew up from that. Yeah. To come in here in America and starting a show and people actually listen to it. You see what I'm saying? And people actually come in and say, hey, let me sit down and and talk to you. Yeah. It's a blessing. It means a lot to me. Yeah. So for you to come here and just sit down and talk and have this with me, man. Yeah. It's beautiful, man. I mean, you brought beauty to the, you know, to the classroom. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. I'm telling you, I, I know you talk about me right now, but... When I tell you, watching your interviews, they were very intimate. It's very different from any other podcasts I've ever seen. Like, seriously. And I know, you know, the you're having issues with the colors, but it ended up working for you. Yeah. And, you, I mean, you do whatever you want. It's your show. But that added, a on top of the guests that you have, it being in black and white added an element. Because you just have a way... Aside from the color and all that, you just have a way of 
talking to people and they're opening up and I just feel like you really have something special here and I I want you to keep going I want you to keep blooming because like it's it's really something special I really need you to understand that like I'm not just saying that because I'm here I'm dead serious it's something special and you need to keep keep going I appreciate that yeah that means a lot that means that means a lot, man. That yeah. means a lot coming from you. Yeah. That means a lot. I'm not... Hold on. Never let fear stop you. Uh, they'll sell you hope for the price of action. It's for you not to auction your dream at a 9 to 5 gathering. Plan the ropes to be free from self-bondage. Have to fend for yourself. Do not feast with the vultures. That's how you preserve culture. That's how legacies build. Each one teach one. Each one help one. Each one feed one. Each one praise one. There's no generational wealth without generational wisdom. No man is free unless the whole family is free. Family text is a real thing. My auntie need a Benz. My cousin needs some Jordan 3s. I'll be damned if I let another man tell me my limits. Huh. Catch up, naysayer. Huh. I'm winning. I'm winning. Huh. I'm winning. Huh.